Hello and welcome to Are We Gundam or Are We Isekai? The internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that decided we were going to take a break and watch all of Gundam Build Divers instead of Gundam Seed Destiny. In the middle of Gundam Seed Destiny, and by the middle we mean four-fifths of the way through. My name is Jeremy. I'm specking into a land speed build for video game races. I'm Tyler. (laughs) I had something, spaced it, so normal happenstance. My name is Zach. We watched episode 19 this week, which is Nadashiko Athlon, which is certainly an episode of television. Oh, is that how it's (laughs) supposed to be pronounced? When I was reading it, I was pronouncing it in my head as Nadeshko Athlon. No, that's a cookie company, Zach. Good news for Gundam Build Divers, it's probably not the worst Gundam Build series anymore. (laughs) How? Did they just make a new one? They did, and I saw the news about this, and like I just saw the headline and ignored it, because I had heard that Netflix got the rights to a Gundam show, and I was like, yeah, that'll happen, and the headline was, live-action Gundam show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen in like two years, and be bad, but I'm wrong. It is already happening in Japan. They have started releasing the new Japanese live-action drama, Gundam Build Real. The show that nobody asked for. I thought the live-action Gundam was supposed to be literally Gundam. Is this the live-action one that they've been talking about, or is this a separate live-action one? This is a separate live-action one, which is why I made that mistake and did not investigate it, even though this series started in March and has been going for a while. There's no official English release, because I think they're smart enough to know that there says no appeal outside (laughs) of Japan. I did watch about half an episode of Fan Subbed and was like, I cannot do this. I did not get to the Gumpla fights. I heard they are very bad. That does not surprise me. Um, well, I mean, depending on your budget, you'd have to go pure CGI, otherwise stop motion. Yeah, I have heard it is sub-Super Sentai CGI. Ugh. Again, a show no one was asking for, why did they make it? Nobody asked for getting them build divers, and they made that, and it made them a bunch of money. That's fair. So yeah, I can't confirm because I'm not watching it. It's not on Crunchyroll. If there was an official English release, I would probably make myself do it. So thanks, Bandai Namco, for saving me from myself. <laughs> Isn't there a uh, SD Gundam thing on Crunchyroll? There is. There's an SD Gundam series. That's pretty normal. There's usually one going on. I don't typically watch SD Gundam. Also, I want to take credit for their making a fourth Madoka movie. I willed it into existence. If the Madoka fandom wants to thank me, I am open to that. <laughs> uh, speaking of... Magical Girls, though? We watched episode 19, Nadishko Athlon. What did you guys think of it? I would like to echo your previous sentiment. That sure was an episode of television. I was actually thinking about it when it came up. There are a couple of moments that made me kind of chuckle because of what they were, but at the same time, like when it ended, I'm like, this is exactly how I pictured... Well, not exactly, but this is pretty much how I pictured this going. It would have been fine if we were in like a really low moment, like a character had just died or a character was injured or something like that. And so you need a little bit of a moment to kind of pick people up. But since the series has been so goddamn saccharine, it doesn't mean anything. It's just another incident where nothing matters. And also, no character conflict, because again, at the end, everyone wins. It's fine. No one's better than anyone else or anything. Don't worry about it. I understand why they want to do this episode here, because spoilers, we're in serious mode for the rest of the series after this. (laughs) You know, for Gundam Build Divers. Yeah, I was going to say, as serious as this gets... It is another arc, so I kind of get why they want to do this here. If you want to have this episode, you kind of have to do it here. And I feel like all of the build series have an episode like this. It's just like Zach said, build divers is so saccharine all around that it doesn't really play. Regardless, we are watching episode 19, Nadashiko Athlon. We'll see if I can pronounce it the same at any two points during this podcast. (laughs) 
you can watch along if you want, if you have YouTube, like a normal human being or a Crunchyroll. Again, extra recommend you don't. It's not valuable use of your time. There is one joke I really like, but we'll cover it here, so you don't have to. So we start at the Gunpla base, or at the Gunpla base, at the Gundam base. And Gunpla base, Gundam base, same thing. When is a real place, though? <laughs> Where Nanami is asking rhetorically, uh, a girl's only event, and Momo's like, yeah, you should come, Nanami. We keep trying to get you to play with us. Me and Sarah and Ayame are all entering. And she's like, but I've never played before. And she's like, oh, it's just a race. You don't need to know the controls or anything. <laughs> For uh, female divers. And I'm like, how are you going to reinforce that? It'll be awkward. That's how. <laughs> it's sponsored by Sothameth, a, a real women's clothing brand, and not just a amalgamation of two Xeonish mobile suits. And Yuki like, yeah, this is leading up to the raid battle, somehow. I don't know how exactly it's supposed to be associated with it. I mean, marketing. And this show is nothing if not blatant marketing for a product that does not exist. <laughs> it turns out that the raid battle is also just running aimlessly through a canyon. Well, see, the the thing is, what Koichi says about how it's them trying to make things more lively for female divers, if they're in a, like a heavy minority, that makes more sense than, oh yeah, it's associated with the raid battle. It's like, this is a, this is a company trying to uh, basically increase market share with a demographic that they haven't penetrated greatly yet. Those things aren't at all mutually exclusive, though. Like, I feel like, you know, you play gotcha games, Zach. You know how it's like, it's spring month. They're accelerating <laughs> spring. The first thing we're doing to celebrate is giving you some stuff. Then we're having this event that if you squint at it very, very closely, kind of is springish. Jeremy, I do not know what you're talking about when you're talking about gotcha games and events. I'm totally not working on earning a uh, welfare character in one of them. So yeah, Koichi's like, yeah, female divers, because, you know, we have to increase our female market share, even though we established early on that there are lots of all-girl Gumpla groups, and it seems like there are a healthy number of female characters in this. You can never have more uh, uh, enough girls, that's why they have free night. Yeah, but they never get to do anything. That's the big kicker, is that uh, the, the females divers and build divers never get to actually do anything, so that's what the event is actually for. <laughs> Ayame got to do a thing once. Anyway, the winner is going to be the GBN Idol. Or Nanami is like, me in an idol outfit? I die for that. He's like, Koichi, you dumb brother, why didn't you tell me about this? And he's like, you have literally never shown any interest in GPN before and literally work at a Gundam store. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like, actually the translation for it? Because the, the subtitles say image girl. I mean, idol makes sense, but I'm, I'm just curious if that's just a, a difference in the translation. It is literally image character, and you usually pick a real-life idol to be your image character. Okay. The dub uses the term poster girl, which is not accurate, but if you're translating, it makes enough sense. They say it's not not accurate, <laughs> so. Yeah. I love that, like, throughout her entire, like, spiel of, I'm going to be perfect as the image girl, and I'd love to do all this. Koichi's just standing behind her like, man, this weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his expression does not change at all the entire scene until the very end of her monologue. Where her eyes go starry. So Momo and Nanami start posing, and then we get our opening sequence. Conflict established. And by conflict, I mean vague event. Yeah, it's funny because they're not even really the main characters of this episode at all. Nanami kind of is. I would say Nanami kind of is, yeah. But the argument that Rose and Amelia are the main characters of this episode, I think, is strong. So we cut to the day of on the racetrack. We get a pan shot of a bunch of characters, some of which we recognize, like Chat Noir, others are totally new. 
They say there's the two girls from, or the one who is definitely not Stella. What is their thing? Archangel? Angel? Yeah, the Archangels. Ayami is jumping up and down, and it looks like a video game jump animation. <laughs> it looks like she's just bored in her MMO and is jumping up and down, which I would appreciate. This is definitely an episode, in addition to its levity, this is definitely a budget saver episode in a lot of ways. We talked about Koichi's vacant stare earlier, and Ayame's jump animation. Like, if jumps always looked like this in GBN, that would be fine, but she looks like Super Mario on an NES game, going up and down. It looks like she's supposed to be doing the jumping up and down prepping type of thing, but you're right, she's just kind of like levitating up and down. And then an over-designed Nanami up here. Don't worry, you can see her thighs and her armpits, if you're into that. In her case, it's really weird because everybody else has like the gym clothes. To be fair, she's never played this before, so I think she just designed her avatar and is just taking it for a spin. Like, this is the default look. Whereas I think everybody else has. They all have gym clothes with the Sazameth logo on them specifically. So those are probably free or something. I can no prize that easily. It was probably like they entered and they got them in their uh, in the mail. And since Nanami doesn't know how to access the mailbox. Although I do love how Ayame has like the, the gym clothes or track clothes and her mask. Well, yeah. She even wears that swimming, Zach. It's very important for her breathing. I know. I just find it funny. <laughs> I also really like that Nanami's outfit is basically just, like, a Gunpla girl. Yep. Well, look, she wants to be the Gunpla idol. You have to commit. That makes me wonder if she's a Transformer. <laughs> she looks it. Ayami thinks it's cool because she's been working on her manners. Her diver name is Nami. It does not matter at all and is not important. And she's like, oh, man, you must be Sarah. I've heard so much about you, and you are as cute as everyone says. Molly looks mildly disgruntled at this comment. So we see Rose. Hey, remember her from Hiyaki? Ogre's Force. That one time that happened. And also the champion secretary. And she's like, hey, aren't you the champion secretary? Why are you trying to be an idol? And she's like, I'm not, Baka. I just want to win. See, this would make more sense if we'd seen these characters a bit more. Like, we've seen the secretary a few times, but like you said, Rose, we've seen literally once. Yeah, but we have to get all the girl characters in. We can't have an episode about Momo, Zach. What are you thinking? <laughs> Amelia is the secretary girl's name, and we do kind of get her motivation for entering at least where she is looking at some earrings in a mirror, and that mirror is also a screen that pops up an ad for the race. And she's like, oh, huh, that's odd. Only to be comedically timed with the other member of the, like, sub-commanders popping up and commenting on, that doesn't seem to suit you very well. I don't remember his name, but I'm calling him Genki Boy. Yeah, that's about right. And then Genki Boy's friend is like, hey, we have to go so that you can't explain yourself and this will be comedically mistimed. Or misinterpreted. And she's like, all right, see ya, Amelia. And she's like, oh, what? What is he talking about? I'll show him. And she jabs the entry button with force. I love how it's it, it says push the button. How is Nami supposed to know how to enter if it wasn't very simple for her? And Rose is like, no, I'm going to win. I am also competitive and want to be an idol. No, she denies it. She says she's just here to kill time. And they're like, hey, let's be shown in Rivals. And she's like, yes, that sounds good. The dude in what looks like a bear suit is just like so random. Same with the dude in the pig costume. So Riku and Yuki go and Maggie has saved them seats like always because she's a good mom. Uh, we missed the Patrick Colossar cameo. And Maggie's like, oh, it's been a super successful event. And Riku's like, yeah, it even made Nami registered. If I do love Kuichi, she's like, yeah, she will fight for today and immediately lose interest. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows his sister. Is that, in fact, what happens? I don't think so. Yeah, we kind of get spoilers at the end of the episode that maybe she's actually going to join the Build Divers, but... It sounds like from the preview that 
Riku and Yuki are supposed to be helping her. But yes, GBN is the best thing ever, so of course she is a convert by the end. Buy all our play sets and toys. Anyway, the chairman of Sazameth is a Haro guest diver. And I do love that the girls are like, hey, chairman, give us free stuff. Like, he's a Haro on top of an automated trash can. And he is like, thank you for participating. You will all get a free item. Free set of earrings, I believe. Yes. And they're like, yeah, chairman. Hey, everybody likes free shit. He's like, if it's okay, I'd like to stop giving out free shit and actually start. And so apparently Nami hears Yuki yell good luck and is distracted at the start. Uh, Sarah and Momo stay to help her up because she is so distracted she is trampled. But Momo reminds, or I guess tells her because she's not played before, hey, you don't feel pain unless you think you do. It is video game. And she's like, it's just so realistic. I forgot. Ayame also stayed behind to uh, start with them. So all the people in the stadium have a big screen they get to watch the race on. This is why races are bad spectator sports, especially long ones like this. What I like is they have to film them with blimps. They can't just use like their POVs because it's a video game or like objective cameras. They need actual like cameramen to film them. And the fact that they're blimps is weird. Like you'd think it would be like a Gunpla or a Gundam of some kind. The thing is, there aren't like a lot of good hover truck things in Gundam. Isn't there literally like a hover Zaku? I was thinking one of those recon gins might be good. Okay, yeah, like a den or something. Like, I could see that. I was thinking vehicles that are non-mobile suit. Like the hover things they have in Seed, but those don't look great. Well, why not use the uh, Sky Grasper? Because it can't hover. I guess it can. But it looks like a jet, so it doesn't look like it should hover. All right, so first there's a foot race, then a swim race, then a hover bikes race. And you have to complete a task at each checkpoint. And also... Somewhere hidden on the horse, there is a hidden event that will lead to rare items. Remember that for later. So, of course, Amelia and Rose are way out in front. How do they run faster than everyone else? Cardio. (laughs) (laughs) Reasons, Tyler. Presumably because they're higher level. Yeah, I assume they just spec to their characters into land speed. The thing that's super useful for them. They respec just for this because they have plenty of resources and they took all the movement speed buffs. I do like that Hayaki is here to support Rose, except for Ogre. Like, I love the idea that they're actually like a tight-knit, very social guild, and Ogre is just their leader who shows up <laughs> and is grumpy. He's their best player, and he just shows up on occasion to participate in battles, whereas everybody else spends time hanging out. It's like that one Brawl in the Family comic where Waluigi is just everyone's sports friend. Yeah. So the build divers are like, slow and steady, right? And Momo and Ayami are like, we're going to actually compete, have fun, kids. I love that Sarah is just, like, happy to be here. Well, that's always her thing. So anyway, Nami's like, oh, man, I'll never be the image girl. And Sarah's like, what's that? She's like, you didn't even know. He's like, everyone just seemed happy to enter. So I did, too. And apparently at some point, Ayame and Momo got to the front of the pack behind these two, Rose and Amelia. Momo's got that Genki soccer spec, and Ayame has that ninja speed. Anyway, Rose is like, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I do actually want to be the image girl. That would be great. Rose starts to take ahead, but Amelia's like, ah, you've activated my slow and steady trap card. Although, like, stamina never comes up. (laughs) Yeah, like, you're not going to get winded because it's a video game. Unless there are stamina meters, but anyway, the first checkpoint is you have to build a Gumpla in virtual reality. But you do get to keep whatever you build to display as an in-game item, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat. It'd be even better if you got it outside of the game, but that'd be a lot more tricky, I guess. I mean, they have the 3D printers, but that would probably be pretty expensive, right? 
And you have to get them to buy the playset and toy. This is synergistic marketing, Zach. You make them get the Gumpla in the virtual world and like, man, I want that in my real room too. So Rose goes for the uh, really big Sazabi. The Verka specifically, the Neo Sasabi Verka. If you've ever done a Verka, they are very cool, uh, but they are super, super detailed and have a ton of small parts and therefore are expensive. And Rose is like, I always wanted this one. And Amelia looks at a G armor and is like, wait, no, there's way simpler ones. And she just grabs a Haro. And Rose is like, you get to keep it. Why not choose something better? And then she realizes, oh no, look at all these runners. I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> this is one of the few jokes that I really got to laugh at is that. She's like, no one could have thought of this for the moment everybody else is doing the same thing and going for the Haro. Well, like, she's putting over Amelia. Oh, she's so smart. No wonder the uh, champion lets her be his secretary, second in command. She displayed such cool judgment, and everyone's like, do you have any more Haros? I want a Haro. Haro, please. Or a ball. That would be easy to build as well. I do love how it goes to Hayaki as well, like, being really, like, no, I can't believe she did that. Except Doji, who's like, I would have done the same thing. Rose is like, no, I'm too shonen to give up here. I'll just have to build fast. Meanwhile, everyone's spectating Gunpla building. So Amelia finishes first and gets to go and immediately is stopped. Yeah, well, she sees Nanami trying to break the piece off the runner by hand. And she's like, what are you doing? No, bad. I need to Gunpla explain you. You use the nippers. What are you doing cutting once? You double cut. You're going to create wear and discolor it you moron can you explain double cutting to me a person who has never made one of these models so do you know how models work on the runners right you just saw it yeah basically you want to cut it a little bit up the runner so there's a little bit left on it and cut it off a second time because that creates less stress on the plastic oh interesting it doesn't really matter for like 40k models because you're going to paint them there are some small um bits that it creates the additional stress on those which can be problematic that's true the real thing though is with gumpla it, it this happens with 40k models too is it will discolor if you put too much stress on it it turns into like a white color which for pre-painted gumpla looks really bad like i said it's not as important for 40k models because you're probably going to paint them and then you will paint over that miscolored plastic yeah, the only issue is because it does weaken it a little bit, if it's one of those like smaller or more narrow pieces, a little bit weaker, it could create problems. You can take a chunk out of them. I've done that before, which is why you want to double cut. Honestly, I usually do like four cuts because I'll usually do a high cut and then one close and then I'll get it as flush as I can before shaving away with a knife. But I was actually going to ask it if it ever makes a sense to like just sand it off. Oh, yeah, I, I will frequently do that as well. Okay. So anyway, Rose somehow finishes her Gumpla in a reasonable amount of time while Amelia is Gumpla-splaining to Sarah and Nami. No, Amelia's explaining to Nami, and Sarah is just calmly going about building her Gunpla and freezes Rose because she's taking all of the pieces off of the runners first, or off the sprue is how I've always put it. Sprue and runner are interchangeable. But yeah, and she's like, you won't know which is which, although I do, this is, I don't, do this but there are some times when i'm like oh there are only four pieces left on this runner i'm just going to take them all off so i can get the satisfaction of throwing the runner away even with them on the sprue i've made mistakes and accidentally put the wrong piece to something the way gw's made a lot of their models now a lot of them are very close to monopose so each one is like yeah this goes to this thing i love that sarah is apologizing for being bad at building gumpla as if this is a reasonable thing that these two women are doing to them and as the Gumpla explain, everyone is done, and Momo and Ayame are the first out. Although, like, they are being helpful with it. Like, it's not like they're not, like, helping them. 
No, it's absolutely true. On the other hand, they did not ask for this. No. These two excessively enthusiastic women to teach him how the gumpla. But in addition to move speed, Rose and Amelia also put points in swimming speed, and they turn into shark jet skis. And they have goggles on. I don't think anybody else does. Sarah and Nami have floaties. And Nami comments that the ocean feels so nice, despite the fact that you can't feel things because it's a video game. Apparently you can. If you can believe you feel pain, you feel pain. So if you believe you feel ocean, you feel ocean. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> the second checkpoint is a Gunstagram contest where you need to pose with Gunpla to get enough likes on Gunstagram. Not pose with Gunpla necessarily. Pose Gunpla. You're right. There is one instance where we see a character pose with a Gunpla. I do love that the Arca is the likes counter for some reason. Oh yeah, he is. I missed that because the subtitles go over the top of it. Do you think the guy who plays Maggie or the girl who plays Maggie only recorded that one line of I like the administration's thinking and they just <laughs> reset it three times? So Rose is the pose master and gets out first. Uh, Amelia does like a super flower arrange photo that's very Japanese. And then it starts flashing through a bunch of different ones. Uh, a Linkin Park reference is the uh, winner. I-, I like the bear guy one here. Oh, that's a Linkin Park album. Just they've replaced the band with uh, Bear Guys. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And Riku is like, Gumpla is such a great hobby. You can even enjoy it like this. Buy all our play sets and toys and pose them in cute photos. The power of force perspective compels you. Nanami accidentally does the classic gun cannon attack pose. (laughs) And Yuki's like, a rival appeared. She might have some talent. (laughs) Although I do get the feeling that, because Koichi says, well, she is my sister. I think it's more referencing that she has... uh, like, she remembers that pose from watching or seeing the uh, episode when Koichi was watching it. Even if it's just, like, subconsciously. Yeah. Sarah does a wedding photo of some bear guys. It's cute. Nami is having fun because you can only have fun in GBN. But wait, there are storm clouds brewing, and we cut to the GM, and it's not even the end of the episode because a bug has been detected at the venue. And the GM's like, oh no, our sponsors. He does look appropriately startled. The weather is turning bad. And Sarah's like, wait, my Gumpla senses are tingling. We should go off this weird side road. There's a call for help. And Nami's like, okay, we'll check it out. I trust you. You seem like a Gumpla Lorax. There is an SD Zaccarello who is a Pokemon stuck under a rock here? (laughs) I was wondering what the heck this thing was. I mean, yeah, I've never seen it before. Yeah, I I think it's a reference to something explicit, but the Zaccarello is something from Gundam. This is like a very SD one. I think it's a reference to an SD Gundam series, but as we established at the beginning of the episode, and may or may not have cut out, I don't know anything about SD Gundam stuff. I don't know anything about it either. Sarah's like, it's saying thank you, Nami, and she's like, oh, no, it's fine, and he gives her a glowing treasure chest, and she's like, "Kawa," And she gets a bunch of legendary items, a paint spray gun, the Unipper Javelin, a de-separator shield, and a Gundam Marker Saber with a compressor backpack. That's kind of random. It's everything you need to build a Gumpla in a game of where you build Gumpla. And Nami's like, cool, we're going to go race now. So Amelia and Rose make it to the third checkpoint first as well, where there are once more a bunch of Gumpla. But it doesn't immediately tell them what they're doing. And Rose is like, I will pick a strong one. So she grabs the new Ezeal, and Rose is like, that checks out. She grabs an age one Titus. And then they find out what they're doing, which is Gunpla Sumo? Puppet Sumo, where you have to... Con- I guess puppet them into a sumo match. I don't know what this is, but it's a joke about to happen. This is the other joke that really made me laugh. It's exactly what I expected to happen, and it was still pretty funny. Where the new Ezeal is, of course, gigantic because it's the new Ezeal. And she's like, oh, I will crush you. 
and she immediately lets go of it and has no legs and falls over. Which means <laughs> that Amelia immediately wins because it fell over. I do think she has a fair point of maybe they should have told her the rules before making her pick. Yeah, Although I think that might be a bug, because they've already implied that there was a bug starting, so the fact that it didn't immediately activate might have been caused by that. Although I do love how, right after that, everybody starts challenging Rose because her Gundam can't stand up. I love how Staya and her friend both have Gaia Gundams. Staya is the Waltfelt colors. Yep. I do love how there's this giant line to fight her. I actually kind of wonder if it's just winner out, so the loser has to say until they win. Well, I think that's the idea. But the fact that she can't win because her Gundams can't her Gundam can't stand up, and it gets down to Nami and Sarah, and they have uh, Sarah has the gun not gun tank, but it's like the Zaku, the Zaku tank. tank, and uh, what, the stretchy Nami arm. Nami has one. a Zion. Yeah, it's not actually stretchy arms; they're uh, funnel arms. Meanwhile, there's purple lightning. So the bird, hey, remember the bird goes to check it out again. It's not even the end of the episode, and even Emil is like, man, the weather isn't looking good, and she sees the bikes and is like, ah, yes, bike race time. But then lightning strikes the bikes and they all explode and they lose picture. I love that the announcer reacts in shock and or pain like he actually got struck by lightning. He's just a very good wrestling announcer. Anyway, the GM's like, hey, get this back up immediately. We have important sponsors involved in this. So Ami's like, oh, the machines for the race are all broken. What are we going to do? But then Rose comes up off the rear who somehow won on a technicality because the Psycho Gundam broke the ring. That seems like something they should have accounted for. Especially if it was included as one of the things that was available to pick. But then again, they also gave one that was a uh, immediate loss as part of the thing as well. So so Rose gets up to the front and is like, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, we can't advance any further. And she's like, ah, oh, I see. We're supposed to build Gumpla out of this. It's a test of your Gumpla skills. No, it, she specifically says it's for us to use our Gunpla to win. The the chests have like progressively been more and more Gumpla-y. So now we finish the race in our Gumpla, obviously. And everybody listens to her, and I don't know why. It's because lightning struck dramatically as she made her final point. It's very shonen. Everyone's like, yeah, that was a rousing speech. And clearly they control the weather, so this must be on purpose. But Nami's like, but I don't have a Gumpla, as they are all summoned. Uh, Momo offers them a ride, but she's like, no, I want to build one. It seems like fun. Right now, in the middle of the race. This seems like the best hobby ever, and I should buy a bunch of Gumpla and spend all my money on it, and Bandai brand paint as well. <laughs> we don't have anything to build with. So Rose is like, well, there's all this shit. <laughs> But Mo's like, you couldn't build anything good out of that unless you had, like, the legendary miracle nippers. And he's like, yeah, they're, like, a super rare item that's also called the nipper javelin that can create any part. I love this item because it's so dumb. You wouldn't conveniently just come across an item like that unless you were some kind of protagonist. And now he's like, hey, is this it? Like, I helped something in the mountains and they gave me this. And there's like, oh, yeah, they did say they're, like, crazy rare items here. So all the characters who we've got names for are like, we'll help you build something. It's like, yeah, let's all do a teamwork and put the race on hold because friendship. So there's a short montage and Nami has built a bike. We cut back to the stands where they are still just staring at a staticky screen. And the GM is like, what are you doing? I hope everyone's all right. And Nami hasn't suffered a small penalty. <laughs> yeah. What if that lightning struck one of them? They might have to do something vague. So now Nami is on a bike with a whole bunch of gumpla behind her and they start the race again. I do have Sarah riding side saddle on it. And the video returns right when they start again. Lightning crashes, hits a bunch of rocks, but they all dodge. At least at the beginning part here, I like how uh, Momoka's, Momoka Pool is jumping along. It's not flying with the, with its jets or anything like that. Because as we've established, it can't fly. I know. 
anyway, Hayuki's like, I do not understand what's happening, but don't lose, Rose. We believe in you. I love how most of them are like dodging around boulders and stuff and taking shots at only specific ones. And then you get to the Archangels girls and they're just like, all right, wipe them all out. <laughs> Full auto. <laughs> Look, they got that berserker. Anyway, Nami's bike can transform because this show loves to transform. It's not entirely clear how the transformation actually helps it maneuver better, but I guess it does. But then a lightning strikes and there's a giant rock in front of her and it's going to hit her and it's like five times the size of her body. So Sarah casts Barrier. Hey, remember how Sarah has weird wave powers? And Nami's like, I don't play this game. This seems normal. And everyone else watching is like, I don't know. Maybe someone else did it. And so they all start flying in, including Momo. I just noticed that in this last scene. Is Nami wearing a backpack with handles on it specifically so that Sarah can hold on to the backpack? I think her backpack always had handles on it, but that may be why they were in the design. That is such a baffling decision. (laughs) She got a backpack as part of the legendary items she got. Oh, that's a good point. And we saw her using the spray paint thing earlier, too, so maybe maybe she actually used all the tools. Yeah, I think that is the idea. So we get some cut-ins of every girl that has a name in this series as they approach the goal, and it's a photo finish. that They're all coming at the line at once. It's super close. Who crossed the line first? They look at the photo, and oh my god, they all did it at the same time. Everyone's in first place, because there is no conflict in this world. Everything is happy. Except... You couldn't use your original gunflow or a bike for that last section, so everyone's disqualified. I do like how Momoka and a bunch of the other characters go chibi at that announcement. Stay is adorable. She's so crushed. She's like, I did something right in my life for once. I didn't let down the archangels. And then it's taken away from her. And uh, her friend is trying to comfort her. Amelia starts blaming Rose because it is her fault. Kind of, but she does come up with the good points of like, I'm an idiot. Why did you believe me? Oh, but hey, there are no consequences for actions in this perfect world. As long as you buy enough of our playsets and toys, everything will turn out okay. So the chairman has decided to ignore the rules and make everybody the winner. Well, he says due to the chairman's earnest request and the fact that it was an administrative fuck up, which that does make some sense. He's just actually good at PR. I guess he did start this by saying, hey, everyone have some free shit. Well, the thing is, like, this would be fine, like I said at the beginning, if we'd been on, like, a down note before this and needed that that uplifting thing. But since everything up to this point has been this type of thing, it's like, this is meaningless, because this is just how the show goes. Yeah. I do like how starry-eyed everyone gets when he announces that everyone wins. Those are some great animations. They don't manage to do the, uh, we know how this is going to end, but still make it feel like there are stakes involved. I think it would have been way better if they all just got disqualified. And some random person won. Yeah. And it was like, ah, well, it didn't matter. In my memory, I thought Nami won because she was the only one on a bike. But those are also illegal. Well, because it was a custom bike. Yeah. So all the female characters are in a picture together. Ayami even takes off her mask for it. So we cut to the Gundam base where they have the poster hanging up. And Momo's like, oh man, we look super good in that poster. And Nami's like, yeah, I want to buy a bunch of play sets and toys and build my own Gunpla like everyone else. And I'll use that awkward thing we encountered as inspiration. <laughs> She's got that and something else. And we get a slightly different credit sequence than normal, where for the first bit of it, we see Riku and Yuki helping Nami build her Gunpla. Because this episode was so jam-packed, we needed it to bleed over into the credits. I mean, again, like I said, that kind of thing would be fine. You know, sharing your hobby is something that generally people want to do and recruit more people to the uh, hive mind. But the fact that we haven't gotten, like, actual consequences, you can do that kind of thing right where it's like, I know this is how this is going to end, 
and there's not going to be necessarily a whole lot of consequences, but you can still have the dramatic, you know, turns and, you know, actually drama. You can make one character the heel, but this show refuses to do so. It doesn't really do that well. And I, I was actually thinking of uh, Spider, because that's the one I've been watching a lot lately. It's like, I know how this ends, but they still are making it dramatic. But here it's like, I know that's how this is going to end. I actually thought Nami was going to win just by, like, that was the only curveball was everybody wins. The only curveball is the stakes are even lower than you thought. But wait, there's <laughs> more. And we already saw the bird and the GM this episode. So what could it possibly be? I actually do kind of like this button where we cut to inside the lobby of GBN or Amelia with her new earrings, which are Sazameth themed. I presume they're the free ones everyone got is looking at the poster with all the girls on it, and other commander guy shows up. And she's like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, hey, I wanted to give you something. Uh, I was hoping to run into you. I had some extra points, so I got you these earrings, because the ones you had the other day looked, like, too girlish for you. And I thought, yeah, you would look better with mature ones. And she's like, "What? oh, that's what you meant? She's like, did I participate in this whole demeaning exercise for no good reason? And he's like, oh, hey, you're in that poster. I didn't even notice before when I just looked at it. I didn't know you were into that kind of stuff. And she gets immediately really defensive about everything. And he's like, oh, man, you don't need to be embarrassed. And the subs, Maggie says, oh, what a team. And the W explicit said, oh, they're a cute couple. <laughs> because Maggie always be stirring the shit. Well, I could definitely believe that interpretation of it. Because I kind of was getting the same vibes on that after credit sequence there. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was probably my favorite after the credit sequence we've gotten in a long while from the show. Well, it's because it's just, it's a fun little sequence. It doesn't mean anything to the plot necessarily, but it also doesn't really need to. It's not trying to be mysterious. It's character development. Wouldn't it be great if they did that for the main characters instead of just all of the side characters? These are side characters to a side character. <laughs> that is true and the side character comments on it and they feel like they've got more character than the guys that we've been following around the entire time man that's depressing and to be fair the gundam build series particularly fighters but try as well is very good at its side characters the thing is that it's also pretty good at its main characters they're usually the better ones and i think this is to some degree a consequence of expanding the team out to basically six main characters they all get less screen time but like we've said a thousand times terrible at utilizing it for them momo doesn't get a highlight episode i talked earlier about my theory that we're trying to get a highlight episode in for each of these characters before we go into the second arc but momo just doesn't get one well momo has from the beginning of this felt kind of like a side character among our main cast like, she's the mascot character. The thing is, she's not even that, because Sarah is. Well, no, that, that's my point. Is like, Momo never gets to do anything, so she's, like, the mascot character. And you have Sarah there, who's ostensibly supposed to be the mascot character, because she doesn't have a Gundam or anything like that. But Sarah does more? All right, we went through this one pretty fast, because nothing really happens. I don't think that's really a strike against this episode. It's just supposed to be a fun one. And like I said, I feel like all of the build series have an episode like this around here. But this is one of the weaker ones, just because we said it's tonally not any different from the other ones. Do you have any final thoughts, Tyler? Yeah, I was just going to say it was like kind of action oriented, which was fine. I don't know that I have anything new to say about it. It is just like the entire rest of the series where like nothing really happens and there isn't a lot of conflict, but it sure did fill 20 minutes. And it tried to have conflict early on with setting up Amelia and Rose as, like, the shonen rivalry, but we don't know enough about these characters to really care, and they didn't do a lot to play it up. And also, the stakes aren't super high for them either, right? They're both highly competitive, and that's why they're competing. 
and I think they both do deep down want to win, but it doesn't ruin either of their lives if they don't. Tomorrow is fine if they don't win today. Well, and it's not like they have anything really riding on it. Like, there's no bet with anybody of, I have to win this or I have to do X. Like, there's not even that. They're both competing because I've got time to kill, basically. Do you have a high point, Tyler? I'm going to say the sumo battle joke specifically was pretty good. They managed to milk a full, like, 30 seconds out of it, and I was breathing quickly through my nose for most of the whole scene. Zach? That was mine, too. I think my, like, B grade is the first checkpoint where Rose grabs the really complicated one, as well as them tying up because they both get into uh, explaining to Sarah and Nanami that they're doing it wrong. I honestly think that's the better joke of the two. But my high point is going to be Hiaki showing up to support Rose. They're like (laughs) the rival group. I just really like that. They're like, yeah, I mean, this is a dumb contest, but of course we're going to be out here to support our girl. We're going to support our teammate because why else wouldn't you? That guy has no social skills. And he's building his new gunpla. True. But he could have come here and done that. Do you have a low point, Tyler? Yes, but also no. I think just kind of how non-impactful this bug seems to be that just keeps popping up and causing mild chaos. Honestly, that's kind of a stretch, though, because, like, this episode was fairly homogenous in terms of goodness. Yeah. Zach, do you have a low point? Sugar overload. Jeez, it's so saccharine. Everybody wins! Yeah, the everybody wins is a pretty good low point. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I figured you would go for. Mine is going to be how they use Rose in this episode. And very specifically, what I mean is we have many times talked about how Build Divers is actually pretty good at characterizing its secondary characters to sometimes to the detriment of the episode. The one exception, I think, is the members of Hiaki who are not Ogre or his brother. And two episodes ago, we had a doji spotlight that really painted him as a rival for Yuki. Not explicitly, but in a way that if they pair off in the final episode when the two factions clash, that'll feel supernatural, right? Yeah. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to set Rose opposite one of the build divers, and instead they set her opposite Amelia, another side character. So instead we just have characterization on two side characters. Who are probably never going to interact again. Yeah, that is a good point. I could see them setting her up opposite of Momo, but because Ayame is the better pilot of the two... Like, Ayame gets set opposite basically to defend her teammate. There's lots of stuff you could do with it. Either one of them works fine, I think. Although, to its credit, this does give Rose more character. So, like, she is now, I think, easily the third most characterized member of that team. Because before, she was, like, the first confrontation between the two, she was kind of just the girl. Which is already sets her out from the two guys, right? You have fat guy and small guy. But here she actually gets some character and stuff. Yeah, do we have any other final thoughts on this episode? I remember it being more fun, honestly. Though I think the real problem is the tone thing we hit on again and again. This episode is a lighter tone to a light series, so you don't even really notice the contrast. Yeah, I will say as an advertisement for this game that doesn't exist, this seems like it it would have been a fun event to participate in if it were a real thing. But we wouldn't have been able to participate in it, Tyler. Well, fair, but still. You get the point. Also, we stopped on the thumbnail for the next episode, and they are goddamn fishing, and I swear if we waste another episode faffing about with team building. Well, the good news is 
episode 20 is called The Truth, which sounds like something might happen in it. See, Tyler, you can spend time team building if you present the team as having fractures. You don't even necessarily have to do that, right? Because you can set up character stuff, like the differences between characters. You can explore the characters, which is what we keep saying the show needs to do. But you need to do this in episode six, not episode 20. Well, I mean, if you're getting into like a team building episode in like episode 20, you need to present fractures as being part of this, uh, a part of the team. Like maybe Yuki is like he hasn't gotten over his inferiority complex to Riku. So you need to do something with that. Or it needs to be set in contrast to another team. So yeah, join us next week when we will watch episode 20, The Truth, as I said before. Uh, Tyler, was this Gundam or was this Isekai? Uh, given that we're running a foot race in a video game and also had to rescue an alien SD Gundam thing, I'm definitely going to say Isekai on this one. Zach? I have to go with Isekai as well, since the same logic Tyler used. We're running a foot race. On top of that, we don't have shitty teenagers being made into better people. We just have a friendly rivalry, and we have to help everybody. Gag. Gag. <laughs> Gag you all at next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>